Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, your central hub for all things related to education. Join us every episode for the most up-to-date tips and strategies on how to maximize student potential. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I am your host, Huzefa, as always, and today we're talking about time management. Time management, it is the elusive skill set that probably is hard for most adults, to be honest. It's, it's a constant struggle, constant battle to stay super focused and really on top of whatever you're trying to achieve, Trust you, plus you have to balance with family and friends and all the other obligations that we have in life. Now, it may get easier somewhat as we get older, as we get more focus, more willpower, more self-control. But for kids, it is especially hard to tackle. How do they turn away from temptations for gaming or socializing when they have things that they have to do? And it's sort of like the younger a child is, the tougher it gets. So today is going to be all about time management and cultivating time management skills for especially younger kids, kindergarten, that age. And I've got five awesome tips that are coming from an article that can be found on greatschools.org. The article is titled The Instant Guide to Time Management for Kids. Uh, teaching children organizational skills is the key to helping them succeed in school and life. That is the subtitle. So That's what today is going to be all about, and I wanted to talk about time management because I see so many kids struggling with it. I've had parents talk to me about it. I know that at schools that I work with, there's all sorts of really great ways that they're helping out some of the older kids as far as putting up a calendar on the board, using Google Calendar, using their iPads to synchronize and organize all of their different homework assignments, tasks, etc., and with great success, but I wanted to share this article because I came across it. I thought it was really cool, especially if you are parents of younger kids. So I'm going to be reading from the article today. And in addition to reading, I will, of course, be throwing in my commentary throughout. To misquote the great 21st century British philosopher Mick Jagger, time is most definitely not on your side. Not if you're a parent hoping to get your kindergartner to school on time. But he spent the past 20 minutes wailing that he can't find a pair of socks that don't feel weird. Time is also not your friend as you warily encourage your fifth grader to finish his science project before dawn breaks. And woe to the parent of a middle schooler who doesn't race against the clock, but rather takes his own sweet time, whatever the task. Be it finding socks or finishing science projects, many parents take it as a given that children are simply time-challenged, and there's little to be done about getting them to complete a task within a set schedule. But recent studies suggest that moms and dads would do well to approach time management as important and teachable as reading and writing. So I think this is an important point that the article raises because it's, again, we, we fall into that we fall into that common mistake of thinking that certain things are innate or simply not possible to achieve or accomplish or understand until later in life. 
And I, I just think for so many things, it's just not true. And especially something like this, like time management, we either think somebody has great time management or poor time management, just like you could say good at math or bad at math. And it's simply not true. I know that because I've had to learn time management skills as I've gotten older. It didn't come naturally to me, and I think I'm pretty good at it now. But it's, it's cool because I think they make the point that also it can be taught at a younger age. You don't have to just simply ignore it and maybe get aggravated by it. But here, this article is going to provide you some real awesome tips that you can use and you can implement to help you guide your kids along the way in a positive way where you're not belittling them or getting angry with them, but actually helping to guide them along to cultivate these skills. In fact, knowing how to manage one's time, say researchers, has been linked to later success in life, whether it's in college or a career. A study from the University of Pennsylvania concludes that self-discipline, the driving engine behind time management, is a better predictor of adolescents' academic performance than IQ. Indeed, for school-age kids who have no ability to abide by a schedule, they may well have a rougher time as responsibilities mount with age. While some kids come by the ability to organize their time naturally, others do not. For whatever reason, girls tend to be better at time management than boys, which might help explain why boys don't do as well in school and college. The good news? Time management is a skill that can be taught and learned. Dorothy Rich, author of Mega Skills: Building Our Children's Character and Achievement for School and Life, says that through practice exercises, parents can help toddlers to teens learn tangible ways to manage their time independently rather than be hounded into getting something done, a strategy that never works. Parents have to get out of the position of being the nag, says Rich. The ultimate goal is to help children build internal self-discipline and a capacity to manage themselves. So I actually haven't read this book called Mega Skills, but I'm definitely going to put it on my list. Another book that's sort of, it's, it may not even be along the same lines, but I feel like it, it hits the message of the idea that you can cultivate many things that I think people mistakenly believe are natural abilities, and that is The Talent Code. I highly recommend that book to anyone who might look at a super athlete and say, oh, it's genetic, or look at somebody who's an amazing reader or writer and say that's simply genetic. Talent Code is all about getting behind this misconception that you're either born with something or you're not, and talent is innate. It's really not. It's it's almost always the product of a substantial amount of hard work, but that hard work often goes unnoticed until they suddenly get a really strong skill set, and then everybody says, oh, he must have been born with it. It's almost never the case. A similar analogy can be drawn with actors, actresses, comedians, so on and so forth. Living in Hollywood, I see this a lot with people who suddenly, let's say they're they all of a sudden start to get a little bit of fame, recognition. They get a special on Comedy Central or they now are getting shows and booked across the country. And people often mistakenly assume that they rise out of obscurity. You often hear somebody say, oh, well, he was discovered in a grocery store just walking around. She was discovered singing karaoke one night at a bar and then all of a sudden she blew up. And it, it sounds kind of interesting, like, oh, wow, that's so cool. They, you could just be walking down the street in L.A. and be discovered for this amazing talent. And it's just never how it is. Usually what, what precedes all of that 
that one moment is years and years of dedication and practice and cultivation of that skill set to allow them to be so great. Plus, for that one time that they were spotted, they were probably out there singing karaoke a thousand times. So it's just, it's a dangerous thing to think that things are innate and things are simply just not ever going to develop. So I really want to emphasize that this, like anything, can be developed, can be built. All right, back to the article. Rich also stressed the need for parents to be forgiving when their children don't get it right. You don't go out to the basketball court and play perfectly, says Rich. This is about building a set of skills over time incrementally. Rich offers a final word of caution that in trying to teach children to be models of efficiency, parents don't put undue pressure on their kids, whose time in today's hectic world is already so overmanaged. There is something to be said for letting the clouds roll by, she says. The idea in the end is to help kids make the best use of their work time. So being kids, there's still plenty of time for play. All right, so now here are our timely tips. There are five tips in total. And we are going to start with number one, body beautiful. Create a chart for your preschooler or kindergartner to be hung on the bathroom wall and call it body beautiful. Use words or images to illustrate the tasks that she needs to complete to maintain her hygiene, be it brushing her teeth or putting her dirty clothes in the hamper. This teaches your child how to efficiently finish a set of tasks on her own. And I really love this idea of using a visual aid, a pleasant visual aid, to be a reminder of these different things that need to get done in the bathroom for young kids. Because visuals are probably, generally, I'd say, the most powerful learning tool. Of course, it depends on how your child specifically learns. But by and large, visuals, especially at this young age, are especially effective. A family timeline. Number two, a family timeline. Use a long strip of paper to create a timeline for the entire family. Allow each child to mark a salient experience of every year of his or her life. This exercise will help kids get a clear sense of time over the years. So again, if your child is not yet at the point where they can write clearly, of course, you can have them dictate whatever you, they want you to write. But I think this is also a really cool idea because it's, it's just another way, it's another learning tool to get to understand time in a linear sense. Number three, leaner screen time. Television is one of the biggest time sucks for kids. Decide with your child how many hours of television she'll watch a week. Read the TV guide aloud with her and ask what programs she wants to watch. Have her circle the shows and then keep the marked up guide next to the television. If she's watching too much TV, have her cut back the first week, then more the following week. This raises awareness of how much time is spent in front of the tube teaches her to take responsibility for screen time and might even open open up her schedule for other leisure activities. I think this is super important also from a personal standpoint. When I was a kid, man, it's really easy to get lost in front of the TV. I don't have television anymore, but I can remember days where I would start, like for example, on Saturday mornings, you would start watching cartoons at 7 a.m., And that would go until like 11 or 12. I mean, that's five hours. You'd just sit there and watch TV. And you wouldn't even necessarily be aware of how much time had passed. So I think this is a great idea to help kids be aware because now we are, as adults we are, because we have things to do. We have tasks that need to get completed. 
But as kids, you have no idea. So I think this is a really, really great one. And the same could be applied for, of course, if your kids play video games, not just the television. Video games, especially for boys, that's probably what they're doing instead of watching cartoons. Number four, excuses don't count. This is an especially good exercise for older children, 7 to 12 years old, learning to manage their own after-school time. Have your child create a chart and fill in all of his responsibilities, be it setting the table at 5.30 or doing homework at 7.30. Then have him check off each task when he's done. This teaches personal organizational skills and learning to watch the clock. And I really like this because... It, again, makes kids take responsibility, and that's, that's one thing that I really encourage my students not to do, and this is in the classroom setting and the private tutoring setting. You know, let's, let's not even, I don't want to hear excuses, but if you didn't get something done, that's fine too. I just, you know, just tell me and we can work past it. We can go, go forward and try to take advantage of and make use of whatever time is available. Number five, homework helper. Have your child make a homework chart and list assignments from Monday through Friday. After she's finished each assignment, she can put a satisfying check mark next to it. This teaches children how to keep track of deadlines and duties. And this is so great because you can really start to associate a feeling of pleasure with the completion of each task. And I think that's great because once you start having this association of accomplishment and pleasure you start developing good habits, meaning this is really at the heart of habit formation. And now a child will look forward to completing their homework to get that good feeling that's associated with getting something complete. There's also something to be said for the idea of an unbroken string of completion of tasks. If you can keep it visual so that they can see, hey, in five days in a row or ten last 10 days in a row, I've gotten something done. It also puts more... It, it positive in a positive way puts more pressure on them to keep the streak going. I want to keep getting at least one thing solid, one thing productive done each day. And then they can look back and say, wow, for the last four weeks, for the last eight weeks, I got something awesome done each and every day. And that can really make them feel good and help them also be aware of how they are spending their time. That's it for the episode today on time management. I hope this was helpful. I hope you got some good tips. I'm going to post a link to the actual article that I was reading from in the show notes. If you want to check out the show notes, go to www.scalarlearning.com. Also, you can check out the blog and my video courses there as well. Again, we are posting podcast episodes every day this summer, so make sure to check back on the regular if you want new and up-to-date information on education, all things education-related. And that is it. Thank you guys so much for joining. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so yet. I'll see you guys next time. Take it easy.